I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The first G20 Finance and Central Bank Deputies or FCBD meeting is starting from today in Bengaluru. This meet is being jointly hosted by the Finance Ministry and the Reserve Bank of India, and this will go on till 15th December. Now, as you know, India has assumed the presidency of G20 at a moment when we are pretty much being bombarded with challenges from all sides. We are faced with a global economic downturn, high inflation, slowdown in international trade. Then there are physical and geopolitical wars going on, and oh, did I mention the climate disasters across the world? At such a moment, the G20 or the Group of 20 is a forum that can play a role in strengthening global economic cooperation and sustainable growth. Especially because the G20 consists of a group of countries whose economies represent 85% of the world's GDP and 75% of the world's trade. So before we get to what is on the agenda for this year I just want to take a few more seconds to tell you about the parallel tracks in G20 that prepare and follow up on issues and commitments. So one is the Sherpa's track that oversees negotiations and the first round of the Sherpa's track under India's G20 presidency has already taken place last week in Udaipur. The finance track meeting is underway in Bengaluru and that will focus on economic and financial issues and now moving on to some of the key issues on the agenda. Crypto is definitely going to be a topic of discussion as in what should be the global approach to cryptocurrencies how should they be regulated we know that the RBI has suggested a blanket ban but other countries may not necessarily agree with that view another item on the agenda will be international taxation that is how to fight tax evasion and have a more transparent structure one of the things that the 2008 financial crisis had exposed was the extent of tax evasion that happens worldwide and that's when the g20 put taxation at the top of its agenda and as per reports since 2008 there have been around 134 future oriented international tax commitments 30 of them were assessed for compliance by the g20 research group and they averaged a 76% compliance moving on infrastructure development sustainable finance and global health policies are also going to be some of the other key issues that are likely to be taken up but that aside The G20 presidency also puts a big responsibility on India to focus on the global south. Weak post-pandemic economic growth, debt crisis, unemployment, climate disasters. This region as you can tell is mired with challenges and it falls upon India to reap the best out of this leadership role. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbari and I'm taken over from Farin for a couple of days and this is the deep dive for 13 December 2022. It looks like Apple is scaling back on its ambitious dreams. A Bloomberg report indicates that Apple has pushed back the planned release of its self-driving car by about 2 years from 2024 to 26. The iPhone manufacturer had envisioned the vehicle to have a limo-like interior with seats facing each other and the company had initially wanted to market its self-driving car without a steering wheel or even pedals. However, it seems that Apple has realized that the design is not very practical. So now in an effort to produce a technologically advanced but feasible design, Apple has decided to include a steering wheel and pedals after all. 
It's also ditching its full autonomy of the vehicle. The Apple car will only be fully automatic on highways as per reports. Apparently, Tim Cook wanted to attain level 5 autonomy, which is considered to be the highest level of self-driving technology that no automakers have achieved yet. But looks like that dream will have to wait a little bit longer. And it's not just the self-driving car. Apple is actually taking cautious steps with even the augmented reality glasses. The company had expressed a strong interest in bringing true augmented reality to the market and most likely would have been the first to do so. However, true AR glasses in reality are quite far away from us. In fact, many years, I'd say. And the reason for that is because some necessary components like appropriate battery technology, lenses, software support and manufacturing capacity are missing. Apple, however, is not exactly postponing the introduction of AR glasses. Instead, it has chosen to produce and market mixed reality glasses, which are currently quite popular and honestly more practical. Reportedly, the mixed reality glasses will combine both virtual and augmented reality. And at the center of it, the headset will function as a VR system, but it'll also use cameras to simulate augmented reality. But why pick the pragmatic approach? Perhaps the reason why Apple isn't going full throttle on its AR glasses and self-driving cars is because legacy matters. I mean, Steve Jobs set the bar really high, but Tim Cook also wants to leave a strong legacy behind. And sticking to practical products seem to be a good compromise at the moment. We also invited our in-house expert on all things related to Apple, Rajneel Kamath, who's also the co-founder of The Signal, to talk about Apple's decision. Let's hear what he has to say. Tim Cook has been the Apple CEO for more than a decade, but he's really helped navigate the hoops to make it a $2 trillion company. However, in the last decade or so, we've only seen Apple enter into a new product category, which is the Apple Watch. Some of us could also count maybe the AirPods and the AirPod lineup. But what Tim Cook has really done is also make Apple a services company, not just a hardware one. It's obvious that Tim Cook is not going to be CEO forever. And he's obviously also thinking about what his legacy is going to be beyond just health and the Apple Watch. He has been speaking a lot about augmented reality and virtual reality. But reality also hits in a very different way when you realize the technology isn't there. So maybe Apple is now trying to settle and be more pragmatic about what it can launch in the market. So Tim Cook has more product categories to talk about when he steps down. Now, we all know that Apple is popular for its wow factor in all its products. Take the iPod, for example. Apple pretty much revolutionized the market with its click wheel and white plastic and metal design. Even though Apple didn't exactly pioneer the market, it's evident that the company consistently strives to be innovative with cutting-edge technology. But this time is different because it's adopting a pragmatic strategy, as we said. The question that remains now is whether these practical products will succeed this time. And we take this question to Rajneel. Will these products succeed is an interesting question. Apple's philosophy has always been, uh, let's not be the first, but let's be the best. There were smartphones before the iPhone. There were tablets before the iPad. There were smartwatches before the Apple Watch. But yet every time Apple entered these categories, it really revolutionized those categories in a direction that no one ever thought of. With the car as well as the AR VR headset, it's probably going to be the best in class. And as the technology becomes available, Apple is obviously going to iterate to ensure that it often and always stays ahead of competition. While we wait for Apple to release its Apple car and mixed reality glasses, the iPhone maker may soon release some other products, and that could be as early as 2023. 
Rumor has it that Apple may introduce a new product for the home that combines a home pod with an Apple TV and a FaceTime camera, as well as a new model of the iMac with an M3 chip. Looks like 2023 will have more gadgets for us to experiment with. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. This episode was written, researched and produced by me Shorbury and Manaswini, edited by Dinesh Narayanan, mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you.